Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. comes from 2 Peter, the first chapter. Peter is speaking here. We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. And we have heard the word of the prophets made more certain, and you will do well to pay attention to it, 
as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of the scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Here is the epistle. Please rise for the gospel. According to St. Matthew, the 17th chapter, glory to you, O Lord. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down on the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. mercy and peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ the text for the message today comes from the gospel reading let's pray gracious Lord we gather together today and we pray for you to bless our time 
Bless our time in your word and bless our time in your presence. Strengthen us as you reveal yourself to us. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our maker and our redeemer. Amen. In the gospel reading, we heard, after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then, there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. And Peter said, it is good, Lord, to be here. And then, a, 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 as they were speaking, a bright cloud enveloped them, and a voice from the cloud said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Our text. In the uh, very classic uh, fantasy novel by J.R.R. Tolkien, The Hobbit, Bilbo Baggins and his companions are traveling through this very dark and dangerous forest. It's infested with gigantic poisonous spiders and all kinds of creepy, crawly things. Uh, the trees are, are so thick up at the top that there's not a lot of light that gets down to the bottom. And just being in that kind of place is a pretty frightening experience. Each member of the group, especially Bilbo Baggins, wanted to get out of there as quickly as possible. They really didn't want to be in that dreadful, dark forest as, 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 as long as they needed to be. As they traveled on, hoping against hope, against that the edge of the forest was getting closer. But there seemed to be no end to this dark forest with all of its dangerous creatures. One of the leaders ordered Bilbo Baggins to go ahead and climb the tallest tree he could find in order to see if he could look out on the top and see where the dark forest ended. Reluctantly, reluctantly, he climbed the tree. And as he got to the top, he sort of pushed his way to the top of the tree. And as he did so, he was nearly blinded by the sudden intense sunlight. It took some time for his eyes to get used to the light. But once he did, he saw the most spectacular thing. Above him, he saw the most beautiful blue sky, and, and, and around him was this ocean of green treetops. What a contrast to what was below in the dark, damp forest. The glorious sunshine began to soothe his tired and aching bones, and the fresh air was blowing upon his face, and it invigorated his lungs and cleared his mind. What a wonderful place to be. Bilbo Baggins could have easily said, how good it is to be here. Now that story is fiction, right? But in the gospel reading, we have a true story about three of Jesus' disciples who were permitted to see something that was extraordinary and moves, uh, moves Peter to say, how wonderful it is to be here, Lord. Now before the reading from the gospel in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus had shocked his disciples by telling them, I must go to Jerusalem, suffer, from the, suffer much from the elders, the chief priests and teachers of the law. I will be put to death, but three days later, I will be raised to life. Now, Peter reacts to this news by telling Jesus to stop saying those kind of things. All right. And they suffer another shock when Jesus tells them that being a disciple is not an easy road to travel. There's gonna be hardship and suffering 
tough choices. They will also lose their lives because of him. And it's then that Jesus takes Peter, James, and John with him to the mountain. He took them out of the dangerous valley of the world and the dark forest of suffering and death up to a high place. There they squinted as they had that bright light of the Son of God as he was revealed to them. We're told that something changed there, that Jesus' face changed in appearance, that his clothes became as bright as the light, dazzling white. And in that moment, when Jesus is seen talking with these two great figures of the Old Testament, Moses and Elijah, and, and Luke tells us, uh, gives us uh, insight into their conversation. Uh, Luke tells us they talked with, about what lay ahead of Jesus as he traveled toward Jerusalem. The suffering, the dying that he'd already spoken about with his disciples. And then suddenly there's a cloud that envelops them and they hear a voice from the cloud that says, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased, listen to him. And in this dazzling moment of recognition, it's revealed to these disciples who Jesus is. More than a man, more than a wondering teacher, he is God's son. They learn that his suffering and the cross is a part of God's plan. Moses and Elijah depart, and at that moment, we're told they saw no one except Jesus, the one on whom God's salvation rested. It doesn't surprise us to hear Peter say, Lord, it is good for us to be here, right? Every now and then, we're permitted to stand in the brilliant light and see life in a different way, aren't we? I read something a pastor was uh, writing uh, about an encounter uh, that he had with, it was a group of fellow pastors that were meeting. And one of them was talking about his journey since he had been diagnosed with inoperable cancer. Uh, he had told them that the time he had left on earth was really counted in months right now. Uh, and, and that almost sounds like that dark, scary forest, doesn't it? The pastor tell the story, uh, telling the story uh, shared that even though his friend had spoken about his disease and his impending death pretty candidly and openly, the group just couldn't feel, help but feel that, there, that here was a person who had been on a mountaintop. They'd seen something that had defied description. It was just the way he was approaching it. They found out that it was a prayer service and God blessed him really with a better appreciation of his Heavenly Father's love for him. And this one pastor said that in that moment he had a, this fresh awareness of what God had done for him in his baptism, that he was baptized, that he had died, that he had died with Jesus, that he was raised with Jesus, that he was given eternal life, and he realized that even though he was facing death, he knew with certainty that life would continue because of what God had given to him because through, through faith and in the water of baptism. One pastor facing a, a death sentence from cancer had taken his friends from that dark valley of the shadow of death up to a mountaintop. They joined him in standing in that brilliant light of Jesus. They basked in the love of God, right? That helps and sustains us in our journey through the dark forests and dangerous places of this world. Yet in a more glorious way, on that mountaintop, the transfiguration of Jesus lasted only a minute, but it was a glimpse of the future. 
After this wonderful moment, the disciples accompanied Jesus down the mountaintop, uh, back down into the valley where there were, there were sick people to be healed. There are disputes among the disciples to be so. There's a lot of work to be done, including the work of salvation that included suffering and pain and blood and dying. They had the assurance of the love and hope that only Jesus gives. I mean, if Peter had experienced, ever experienced as, as we do, days of uncertainty, if he had ever wondered whether he was on the right track, if he was ever tempted to go back to fishing instead of being an apostle, I believe the transfiguration is one of those moments that shed light into his struggles. In fact, we even heard it in our first reading today. We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on that sacred mountain. And we have the word of the prophets made more certain, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as, as to a light shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. That moment on the mountaintop reminded Peter, yes, Jesus truly is God's son. I know it, I've seen his divine glory. He's my savior, my companion through the difficulties of this life. One day, you know, Peter held on to, I get to see that glory again. My friends, when we come here to worship, we are confronted with God's revelation. We hear again the good news of salvation. We hear about sins forgiven. We hear the call to discipleship. We hear the promise of eternal life. And in some small way, every way, every time we hear that word of God, every time we celebrate the sacraments, every time the veil over the future is torn away from a moment and we get to see the glory of the Lord, we see his will for our lives and our place in his family. This is a mountaintop experience. It happens when a Bible passage, maybe one you've... <laughs> read a million times, suddenly in, a, in your present circumstances takes on a new meaning for you. The word that God speaks to you and me in that moment is a brilliant answer to the dilemmas we are facing and a reminder of the kind of God we have. The Holy Spirit works in our hearts and it, and it indeed makes a difference, doesn't it? Perhaps it's God working through a, a sermon to bring you comfort or through a portion of his word to calm your anxiety about a future, uh, or maybe just calming your anxiety as you face life uh, after the death of a spouse. Maybe God brings you a peace that you cannot explain uh, when you have a difficult doctor's visit. Maybe God brings to mind the blessings he has given you throughout your whole life. Perhaps God helps you to see his work in your life and then the lives of those around you. Maybe it's God bringing you his light in your darkness, his comfort when you're weary, his love when you feel unloved, his abiding presence when you feel all alone. You know, as we gather as God's people in worship today, we get that glimpse, don't we, of our transfigured and glorified Lord. I mean, it's true, we, we, as we gather, we're living in a, 
dark and dangerous forest, aren't we? We gather, we're burdened with everything that has happened uh, this past week, this past month, this past year. Uh, not only personally what happens to us, but what's happening in our, in our world. And yet we're given a glimpse of the one who invites us to place those burdens and those worries upon him. His power is far greater than any problem that we think is insurmountable. He says to us in our need, don't be afraid, as Isaiah relates to us. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Hearing words like that, lift up that veil that is clouding our lives and assuring us of the strength that is beyond our strength to cope for the future. Maybe, maybe it's a little bit like Bilbo Baggins sort of breaking through that, the, the treetops from that dark and scary forest in that sunshine and fresh air. Strengthened he was and his hope was renewed. The hope that there is more than a frightening forest, but there is a brilliant end to a dark journey. And that's our promise too. There's a story, uh, a group of men from church that went to a, a weekend retreat. And on that weekend retreat, the, the leader asked the men to share one thing out of their lives that uh, made, a, made a great difference in their lives. Uh, and as you can imagine, there are a lot of different events and specific persons that, and ideas that were shared. Uh, one talked about the, the birth of his, uh, of his son. Uh, another talked about the importance uh, and the meaning they found in their work. Uh, but they were moved to a sort of deeper thoughts when one man said this. He said, the greatest thing that ever happened to me was when I learned that my wife knew about the worst part of my life, the things of which I'm most ashamed, and she still loves me. How much more in a greater and more loving way has the brilliant light of the transfigured Jesus changed your life and mine? that he has seen and has seen the deepest and darkest part of our lives. And still, he goes to the cross to save us and bring us light and life eternal. As we come to the Lord's Supper today, we have this opportunity to experience something of the grace and glory of God again. We come to the table, we receive bread and wine, but in and with the bread and wine, we also receive the very body and blood of Jesus by his promise. We're brought into the uh, presence of the radiant Christ and experience something that is really out of this world. On the mountaintop, God's presence, we realize uh, uh, the forgiveness of, uh, of all our sins is ours. We have the assurance of eternal life. After the Lord's Supper, we leave this place changed, if you will. The experience of the love of God throughout the worship service and, and in, in bread and wine makes us want to extend that love to others in every avenue of our lives. But I need to warn you, when you head out the doors of the church today, nothing much has changed in our world. It will be ordinary, perhaps somewhat uninteresting February day out there in the valley. Nothing visibly different from when you came in today but you will be different. Here you've seen the brilliance of your Savior's face and his love for you. Here uh, you will be different because you've seen really the future. 
God's future, a certain and sure promise to you and to all who believe. Here you have heard his word that keeps you going when you head back into that valley, right? When God says, you know, this is my son whom I have chosen, listen to him. But he also says to you, you are my beloved son and daughter. I'm gonna walk with you. Walk with you through those dark places and scary places of this world into the brilliant sunshine of eternity. In a very real way, that's, it's, all that's reflected in this uh, wonderful uh, statement by uh, St. Patrick. It says, Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, uh, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right and Christ on my left. Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I arise, Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me, Christ in every eye that sees me, Christ in every ear that hears me. My friends, may God bless you with his presence on the mountaintop and in the valleys of life. May he help you leave here today with a confidence in his love, his mercy, and his grace. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Dear friends, let us confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed we confess together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.